This podcast is part of the Deluxe Edition Network. To find other great shows on the network, head over to deluxeeditionnetwork.com. That's deluxeeditionnetwork.com. Attention, the Milf and Me podcast contains strong language, open conversations about sexuality, a multitude of lifestyles, and occasional conversations of political fuckery. Keep politics out of your pants, folks. Your hosts, Antonio and Diana, are not certified relationship therapists. We are cynical assholes with microphones, pretty much like every other podcast. We are happy to be a part of the Deluxe Edition Network. Please find their link in our show notes to discover other great podcasts on the network. We would just like to call out the podcasts of the month for Deluxe Edition. That is the In a Pickle podcast and the Growing Up Bananas podcast. So with all that business out of the way, please enjoy the show. I just had this like red pill moment the other day. I watched this pastor on YouTube and this is what this message is so lost in the church because they don't even talk about like what a true traditional relationship is. And it was like the woman went up to her husband or the pastor and said like, me and my husband keep arguing. And the pastor says, well, why are you arguing with your husband? He's your boss. Like it was like, he's your boss, right? You wouldn't, if, if my employee's arguing with me, I just fire the employee, but yeah. like it, it goes. And what I realized is I'm like, oh my gosh, arguing with a man implies that you guys are equal. Yeah. And that's what all the problems <laughs> oh are gosh. from. It's like, we think that we are equal when men are literally better at everything, even cooking and raising kids. Yep. They're literally better. And it's like, until you she's know, crazy. She is crazy. <laughs> Diana, you're fucking fired. <laughs> oh my god. How dare you raise your voice at me? <laughs> There's something about that girl that's just like I remember when gross. we very first started this and we were seeing little yeah. bits of her. Yeah. The stuff that we heard we kind of agreed with because at first it was mostly about divorced men getting screwed over. Yeah. And you and I were like, oh yeah, I totally agree with what she's saying yeah, there. Yeah, she's going downhill real quick. Oh well, here's the thing. Do you know what a pick me girl is? Oh, yeah, yeah. I've heard this. We've talked a little bit about it on the show. We mostly talk about the red pill assholes. The pick-me girls are essentially the complimentary uh, female equivalent of these red pill guys. Yep. Where it's like, pick me, pick me. I will be submissive. I will do everything you want me to do. Please pick me. The funny thing about this lady, and she's had a huge following lately, but she's also getting torn down by some really uh, prominent people who are debating her and she can't hold her own is that no one's picking her. She's been doing this for like two years. Yeah. And these Red Pill, these red pill guys love having her on their platform because she's preaching to the choir, man. She's yeah. telling ladies that they need to be submissive to their dude. And, you know, like we said, stakes and blowjobs aplenty. Yeah. But here she is, still single two years later. None of these successful, high-value guys who she's on their podcast, no one's taking her out to dinner. No one's taking her home. No one's picking her. And I think she's cracking. I think she's cracking because it's not like she's not talking about things she truly believes in. She's doing it for her person she's in front of. She's doing it for her brand and she's doing it for these guys because yeah, she's like a people pleaser. Type you're though. attaching your trailer to this wagon, to this horse. Yeah. Right? Of, OK, I see this momentum growing in this red pill world, in this Andrew Tate world, in this 
whatever the hell this thing is world. Yeah. And young dudes are all about it. They're paying these guys money for their courses and their classes. And it's not a bad idea if this is your business and if this is what you want to do to make money to throw all of your, let's say, reservations and personal standards out the window yeah. and hitch yourself to this bullshit and go down, you know, writing to it. And guys love it. Like hearing women talk like that, there's dudes out there that are just lapping it up like a cat in a saucer yeah. of milk. They're like, ooh, tell me more. Tell me more, you dirty little slut. How yeah. much do you want to be submissive to me? Yeah. She knows it. She knows what she's doing. I wonder, though, if she gets into that situation, how she would really, really be. She'd probably be like, don't fucking tell me what to do. She'd probably be one of those all of a sudden. Honestly, I think that's probably why she's still just preaching it and yeah. not actually going for it. Maybe she yeah. has had propositions from people, mm-hmm. but she's like, oh. I've talked all this game and now I have to fucking follow it up. Yeah. You know, but it kind of goes with like this weird thing that's going on in the country politically. Half the country says, you know, make America great again. When were we that great? Like, what is the example for us? Like, is it the 50s? Is it the 60s? Is it the Aussie and Harriet? Is it the leave it to Beaver? Is that what we're looking for? Because it looks great on TV. And the reason why they made it look great on TV is because they knew how bad it fucking sucked for women and children in the real world. Yeah. I mean, you can li- you can talk to grandmas and stuff that lived back then. Yeah, they will talk about it probably with like a a, a reverence to it, like, "Well, I was just a good housewife and I didn't have to work and this and that." Oh, damn! We need to get we need to get someone in here that's of this age. Why don't we have that guest in here? How old your mom? My mom, <laughs> my, my mom was a hippie. She was like, fuck that bullshit. <laughs> Get her ass in here. Have a little chat. Yeah. But I mean, like, for example, my grandmother was this exact kind of person they're talking about. Yeah. Make the dinners, yeah. raise the children, blah, blah, blah. She was also a psycho. And my grandfather hated her. And the divorce was a very bitter divorce. And, you know, we talk about divorce rates now every week on this show. I think the difference is, is that when divorces happen these days, because the divorce rate's so high, I'd say of if they're not amicable divorces where both parties are like, we can't do this, we both suck together and they go separate ways. Yeah. Now it feels like when there is infidelity or if there's some kind of financial disaster that causes a divorce, it's kind of expected now. Yeah. Where back then a divorce was so frowned upon that it literally destroyed everything and yeah. everybody right. involved, you know? Yeah. So when they say, let's go back to these standards of when America was great, before we had feminism, before we had uh, women in the workplace, before we had this idea of equality between a man and a woman or whatever identity you choose, this goes back to this idea that men need to be in charge of everything. Yeah. I was thinking about this and I don't have a lot of stats to bring it up, but like I know that there were huge, let's say, technological advances, medical advances, pharmaceutical advances that were created by women, that were invented by women. Yeah, hell yeah. So if we're in this super like progressive society when it comes to technology and industry and capitalism, if we took all of those inventions that were from women out of the equation, where would we be right now in our state of, let's say, development and society? Dead. Would be dead. <laughs> women are just, women are fucking amazing. You, you need us. We need you. And, you know, I'm not saying that we don't need men. I'm not one of those. Right. Neither am I. Feminist dudes. Yep. But at the same time, people don't want to look for the holes in this logic because they're just so attracted to the idea that 
I'm a man and I should be in charge and I should yeah. be the boss of everything. And yeah. it just doesn't work that way, bro. <laughs> right. I mean, there's some women that it, like you, like we just said, they love that. I mean, sometimes I like it, but most times it's like, let's just be e- like even, you know, let's just be equals. Right. right. So, I mean, and again, it's completely subjective to the couple's financial situation or like their attraction to each other. You know, maybe relationships and couples work because now in this day and age, both people have to work just to survive. You know, single income households are such a rarity these days that both the man and the woman or whoever have to both work to survive. Yeah, it's true. And I think one of the things that the lockdown taught us is that when people were now enclosed in a little room or a little house or an apartment with each other, that they had not spent that much time together since they moved in or got married. Yeah. They're like, holy fuck, I can only handle this son of a bitch for like six hours and that's it. Go to work. <laughs> you know, yep. you're yeah. hearing about people putting their office in one corner of the house and then the other one like in the laundry room because uh-huh. they needed a break from each other. Oh, yeah. You know, I believe it. So sometimes I think that maybe that is a healthy thing where you need some decent time away from each other. Absolutely. I know gay couples, gay men who are you know married, yep. live in the lifestyle mm-hmm. and one of them is essentially the housewife, stays home with the kids or stays home yeah. and takes care of it. Yeah. It works for them, but also when I see them have a weekend together, they fucking argue like crazy because they're not <laughs> used to spending that much time together. It's, it's so hilarious. Great. It's and they're sassy as fuck. I oh, love it. <laughs> I know. I love that. I love that too. So I guess what I'm getting to is like we hear these red pill assholes and these pick me girls saying that modern women suck. Like you suck, Diana. <laughs> Thanks. You're trash. <laughs> what am I sucking exactly? Oh, I don't know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm just I can't believe I said that. Sometimes things just come out of my fucking mouth. Or go into it. <laughs> There we go. They say that we need to return to the standards of the 1950s when America was great. So I thought we would take a little bit of a break and look at what dating tips of the 1950s were like. Ooh. Have you ever gone and like read any of these old magazines or Reader's Digests that you would like see sitting on a dentist office coffee table or the doctor? Yeah, sometimes I do. Matter of fact. It's funny. I was uh, getting tires changed a few weeks ago and I was waiting at the auto shop. They had magazines on their counter from like years ago. I love it. And they had entertainment weeklies with Harvey Weinstein on the cover. Oh, wow. Before shit went down. And oh, it was like interesting. Hollywood's man of the year. I'm like, ooh, that did not age well. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's so, actually kind of a fun spin to have those old magazines right. in the waiting room. That's if kind it's of interesting. just a few years difference and yeah. there's such a huge gap, imagine what people's thoughts were in magazines and print back in the 50s. And so that's what we're going to do today is we're going to go back and look at what dating, specifically dating tips for women. Ooh. So this came from a Reader's Digest from 1956, and it was dating tips for women of what they should do if they want to find... Mm-hmm. And if they want to keep a man. Ooh, maybe I should do these. Maybe. We are in a very back to the 50s. regressive, conservative, priority white state. Yes, <laughs> so we are. you might be able to make this work for you. <laughs> okay. Can't wait. So how about this? Number one, women should not make the first move. Oh. Uh, apparently, guys are supposed to ask girls out only in quotation marks, floozies. Ooh. Ask guys out on a first date. Ooh, we've never really talked about this. Do you ask guys out? Um, Or like send the initial text like, well, we should hang sometime. Oh, totally. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're I am. F- I'm floozy as fuck. Fuck it. F-A-F. <laughs> floozy as fuck. That's a t-shirt. Write it down. <laughs> floozy as fuck. I like that word, floozy. I like it when girls ask me out. I'm going to start using that fucking word. I right. bet. I bet you did. Because it is a lot of work and it takes a lot of, it takes a lot of courage. It takes a lot of gumption. It takes a lot of humility when me as beta all day tries to ask someone out that I know is a little bit out of my league, but I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. You know, you can, you can throw darts at the wall and eventually something will stick. Yeah. But when someone asks me out, A, it's a huge relief of, okay, well, I don't have to make the first move. Yep. And B, they already are attracted to me enough to ask me out. I don't have to put on yeah. the spit and polish to get out there and ask someone who might be a little out of my league. But you're in your head a lot to too. I live in my fucking right? head. And so you're like totally going through all of the reasons why you shouldn't ask her out or if she says no, how are you going to like you're in, you live in your head. So essentially 100%. before I've asked a woman out, I've already seen our wedding, our life, our yeah. divorce and my uh-huh. potential murder. Yep. You know, like I've got exactly. it all mapped I know. Out I know. I even asked the first question. I, I love it. That's why we love you. Oh, thank you. Okay. The next one is respond quickly. When a man asks you out, you're supposed to give an immediate answer just to be polite. With today's online dating, not responding can mean you're ghosting someone, which is still considered rude. So essentially, they're saying that you don't even have time to think about it. You just need to respond now. Now, yes or no. And how many times do you think women said no right away? Because that's the thing is like, mm-hmm. I think because women were getting married so young back then, mm-hmm. it's kind of the opposite of what we're looking at now. Now, like what the red pill people say is, once that woman hits 35 and she's single, then she's like in this desperation mode to get married. Yeah. But back then, when you turned 20, 21, if you went to college or if you were right out of high school, you were literally like a dime a dozen. That's why they had those like coming oh, yeah. out parties. Remember? They yeah. had those cotillions where like all the single girls like, okay, I'm essentially ready to fuck is what those parties were for. Yeah. And then based off of how that went, I'm ready to marry, ready to get shipped off to whatever... Young man wants me. That's so wild. And it's probably they just met that one night, huh? And then that's it. They're exclusive. Hey, guys. Matt coming at you from The Real Drunks. Hey, if you're into movies, booze, craft beers, and just shooting the shit with your friends, join myself, Jake, and Alyssa on The Real Drunks on the Deluxe Edition Network and anywhere you get your podcast from. That's The Real Drunks. R-E-E-L. The Real Drunks. Check us out. I feel like the Mormon church still kind of tries to do that with those singles wards and those singles night dances. I went to one of those when I was young, even though I wasn't a yeah, member. Yeah, I did too. A buddy of mine went, he's like, oh, I'm going to go to a singles dance. I'm like, I want to see what this is. Yeah. And it was the most fucking awkward thing I've ever seen. It was like, <laughs> okay, so. <laughs> I don't remember them, but I know I went to them. Do you remember the junior high school dances where before like people had dance cards or you would arrange who you were dancing with in a certain dance? You had the popular kids all in the middle and then everyone else was just against the wall waiting for someone to maybe ask them to dance. Mm -hmm. So this dance that I went to was nothing but that. Like there was a table with some cookies and punch in the middle, maybe a couple people (laughs) like kind of dancing or just, you know, bullshitting around the table. And then you literally had a wall full of women and a wall full of dudes and no one had the balls to go up and talk to each other. It was amazing. I'm not sure all of them were like that, but the one I went to was exactly like that. And how about this? (laughs) 
the dude that I went with. Was this in Provo? This was in Provo. <laughs> the dude that I went with, that was his game. He was technically Mormon, uh-huh. but he was there to fuck. Because oh. no one against the wall had the balls to go talk to one of these girls. So if you walked in there with an ounce of game, the world was yours. And you could literally take anyone. Panty a- droppers. That's what it was. It 100% was that. And okay, that's toxic as fuck. I don't admire it. But that is the hypocrisy of that whole religion and the yeah. whole lifestyle. Are they know? still doing those, I wonder? Those singles dances? I don't know. That's interesting. I really don't know. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, so respond quickly. <laughs> okay. How about this? No excuses. Never break a date without providing a valid reason. Not interested in meeting up with someone? You're going to have to come up with something better than you need to wash your hair. <laughs> so don't call out, essentially. Yeah, no calling out sick. I don't know. I, I've i only ever, I think, called out on one date. And the reason why was because a person that I really wanted to date reached out to me. And I was like, I really don't want us to go out if the person I'm really interested in is now interested in me. And yeah. I felt shitty saying it, but also the person I said it to was, I think, used to being fucked around with. So they were appreciative of my honesty and that I wasn't wasting their time. Yeah, I know that's not the normal situation. I'm sure someone's bound to get pissed off or hurt or whatever, and that's a risk. But this person happened to appreciate my honesty in the situation. That's good. Um, So... This is going to be an interesting one for you to hear, but I have never done this before. I've never come up with an excuse on trying to get out of a date. I never have. I've never had felt the need to. Like if it's been a crazy ass week and we had plans on Friday or Saturday and I'm exhausted or something came up, I literally will tell them that. And like honest as fuck. Yeah. Yo, I'm exhausted. I feel a headache coming on even. I'm going to take a bath. We got to reschedule. Or, or let's do something that's not going out. Like you're really good yeah. at being adaptive. Like we talked about this before. Yeah. I mean, you've even done that with me when like we weren't dating, but if we were like doing a hangout night yeah. or something, you're like, shit, how about we just like order a pizza and watch TV because I yeah. do not have the energy. I'm like, cool. Yeah. I didn't want to get dressed up anyway. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And you know, sometimes obviously kids, things will happen with kids, but right. I do have to say that when I've had to reschedule or do something that might look like an excuse, um, there's a little bit of passive aggressive coming from the other person. Like, right. Like they think, or maybe they're comparing me or they just assume that I'm lying or I'm making it up like, Oh sure. Okay. You probably just don't want to hang out with me. And I literally get defensive. Like no motherfucker. If I didn't want to hang out with you, I would say, <laughs> guess what? Dumb shit. I don't want to hang out with you at all. Right. Like Not today, not tomorrow and not next Saturday. You know what I mean? Like, you're not a go through the motions type of person. Even when I was like younger, I didn't need, I didn't feel the need to come up with a fucking excuse. Like, right. <laughs> like, no, I'm good. I don't feel like going out maybe a week or two from now, but the no excuses is interesting. I think that's conditioning too. I think, like I said, in this day and age with online dating and being ghosted, people are just always on the defense. Yeah. You know, and then some they take it personal, like, oh, it, personal, it must be something wrong with me. Right. Like, oh, maybe maybe you looked at more of my profile pictures and you're like, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I've done that. I've like matched with someone because yeah. I was excited. And then I go back and look at their profile even deeper. I was yeah. like, well, maybe not. And not as much of the pictures as like, oh, I read the description and yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so obviously, if anyone's listening to this and you, you know, this is calling out to you, um, it's not cute. 
it's really unattractive and ugly when you get a little bit defensive over the fact that someone can't follow through with the plans right. that were made. Um, it's better and sexy in my opinion, if you're just like, Oh my God, I totally understand. Is there anything I can do for you? I can door dash you some food. Like, is there anything you need? I mean, with the way things are with our phones and we have access to everything, like you literally can send anything you want to someone's house anytime you want. Groceries, food, name it, you name it. It's kind of fun, actually. It is kind of fun. I have to I have to tell you, one of our listeners, one of our friends in the network kind of called you out on some bullshit and I think it's hilarious. Which one? If the... you were in the chat, you don't you don't get in the chat that often, but they loved your idea and they're gonna go try it out. I think oh, the they, grocery actually, shopping. The grocery shopping, yeah. yeah. But then they said, but the paying the mortgage, the go mortgage. fuck yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> I actually read that and I was starting to type a response, but I just laughed at it instead. What was funny about that comment? Because I've never had anyone pay my mortgage. No, and I think you, I don't were, even, you were fucking around. I, I was too. fucking around. I don't have a mortgage, first of all. I pay rent, but um, same thing, right? But I seriously was almost doing it as a test. I know that sounds funny, but- I have never had anyone pay my rent or mortgage ever Right. when I had a mortgage. I don't think I would accept it if someone offered. I don't I think I could. No, you wouldn't. Yeah. I know you wouldn't. Yeah, so I was fucking around 100%. But the grocery shopping thing, if someone fucking does that, that is so cool. Especially like if you're so getting cool. groceries and then like you go home and make something together. Oh my God, it's yes. It's like, okay, well, fuck yeah. me now, essentially. I love I, that. I did that. I had a relationship with... Um, you know, my, my past relationships, we, a couple guys that I dated, we cooked a lot Yeah, at home. It's so bonding. It is bonding. And we would go grocery shopping or we would go grocery shopping on a Sunday for the week that he had his kids or something. And right. I fucking loved it. We had like a little, a little cocktail in the, in the grocery cart. And right. then it, this is so funny, but I would put one of my AirPods in and he would put an AirPod in and then I would DJ. Oh, that's awesome. While we were going through the grocery store and it was fucking awesome. That was like, I hate grocery shopping. You know this about me. Yeah. I hate it. I order my groceries online, go pull into the parking lot, open up right. my trunk and they fucking load that shit and I drive away. I do not like grocery shopping. So this was so fun. I looked forward to it. So yeah, I like it. I think she needs to do that. Was it? Sorry, I don't know if to say any names. Was it Matt? It was Matt. Yeah, <laughs> Hi, that was Matt. awesome. Hi, Matt. <laughs> okay, how about this? Don't place your own order. If your date took you out to eat, it was ladylike to tell him what you wanted for dinner so he could order it for you. Oh. What do you think about that? Yeah, that sounds like something that would happen back in the 50s. There's, only, sure. there's only one woman in the world that I do that for, and that's my mom. Because she can't read the fucking menu. Oh. <laughs> and she can't remember what she likes. She's like, get me that thing that had the chicken and the bacon in yeah. it. Okay, I got you. I do it for <laughs> I do it for my little girl. I mean, she's 12 years old. She just gets shy. She doesn't want to like say it wrong or something right. to the server. <laughs> but she'll be like, can you just do it for me? You know, but yeah, that's funny. Nor have I ever had a date or a woman or any romantic interest ask me to order for them. They'll ask me, hey, have you been here before? What's good? But no one's ever said, oh, you just order for This me. is going to be so fun. I'm doing this. You know that, You're right? just going to try it now. Like, okay. <laughs> like, I'm doing all of these things. And I'm going to, the next day I'm on, I'm going to whisper into his ear, do you just mind ordering for me? Could you imagine? And then get offended afterwards. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, who pays? This one's been a hot topic lately. This says men, of course. If a woman tried to pay for a date in the 1950s, it would be humiliating to the man. 
fuck pay all way all day you buy me stuff now sometimes you I buy do. me lunch and i'm I like do. it's so weird i mean because you know Kristen buys me lunch too like yeah we, we take turns or whatever like yeah. if it's her idea she whips out the card before i do but it's something that i'm really not used to and so like when you bought me lunch a couple weeks ago i'm like fuck yeah i love you <laughs> i know that's so funny i'm yeah i can see this i've dated somebody that actually had a conversation with me after i picked up the bill about this. What did they say? They appreciated it, but at the same time, they didn't like it because they felt like the server may have judged them. And I was like, hey, that's oh, really fucking stupid. Yeah. I do you remember this story kind of? I do remember this story. And then it reminded me of these TikToks I saw of when the female's the breadwinner. Yeah. When the check comes, she puts the card in the little check holder and then passes it under the table to the dude. So it looks like yeah. the dude is paying, you know? And it's like, are we still playing these games if y'all are together? Yeah. Like, who gives a fuck? Yeah, there are certain men that it does matter. It does. No kissing, at least on the first date. <laughs> I don't think this applies anymore. No. If, 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 oh, okay, let's put it this way. There's first dates I've gone on and I've never kissed. There's them. plenty of I have too, but what about if the person goes in for a kiss, do you just let them do it or do you pull away and say, oh, actually, it's too soon. Um, I've never pulled away and said it's too soon, but I can, I mean, you know when someone's going to kiss you. I think a kiss I just on kinda, the cheek or like the, you know, that little side lip yeah. kiss like you and I do. I yeah. think that's a different story. That doesn't I mean, bother me. I kind of like pull back and look at him like, are you trying to kiss me? <laughs> okay. I've done that before. Right. Um, Yeah. Is that okay? And I'm like, oh, no, not, not yet. If you kiss on the first date and you want to kiss on the first date and so do they, I think that's a good sign. I don't think it's like a mm -hmm. sign of being too forward or too slutty. You're attracted to each other and yeah. it's probably just a kiss. You know, it's probably not going to go any further than that. It could. And it all depends on where you guys are at in your life and in your own head of, okay, well, let's take it to the next level based on that kiss. Or it's just like the new handshake, you know? <laughs> so the few times, yeah, no, I agree with that. The few times that that situation has happened for me, where I've kind of pulled away, like, are you trying to kiss me? You know, like not being a, it's because I haven't decided yet if I'm mm. super into them. Like we've gone out, but I don't know. I don't know if I'm attracted a hundred percent. Like it's, I'm not the type of person that's going to kiss and fuck around just to do it. Like there's got to be some shit there. There's got to be feelings. There's got to be something physical attraction or something like that. So before we finish this up, let's talk about marriage in the 50s because, you know, what's all this dating rules if it doesn't lead up to marriage? And since we've been talking about these red pill people and that opening clip, uh, what did it mean to be a successful wife in the 50s? I think this speaks more to these red pill guys than what we just went through with the dating. Mm -hmm. So how about this? According to Reader's Digest in the 50s, to be a successful wife is a career in itself, requiring, among other things, the qualities of a diplomat, a businesswoman, a good cook, a trained nurse, a school teacher, a politician, and a glamour girl. They didn't mention anything about sex, but, you know, <laughs> one of the things that we like to hear these red pill guys say is they want, a, what does they say, an angel in the streets and a devil in the sheets kind of thing. Uh -huh. I'm sure that would fit in there. This is really interesting to me, this next part. Employers realized how often the wrong wife can be and how they can break the right man. This doesn't mean that the wife is necessarily wrong for the man, but that she is wrong for the job of being a wife. 
On the other hand, more than often, it is realized that the wife is a chief factor in the husband's success in his career. So what they were talking about is, and you see this in the old TV shows where the boss comes for dinner before he gets the promotion because the yeah. boss wanted to see what is this dude's home life like? Yeah. What is this wife is like? Because if his wife is difficult in quotation marks and is he's not, not getting that promotion, he's not getting that promotion because he's going to bring whatever hostility and anxiety he has at home to the job. Yeah. Isn't that fucking crazy? It is crazy. Dude, that shit, that's like a lawsuit waiting to happen if something like that Oh yeah, you couldn't nowadays. do that now, for sure. <laughs> in the mid-1950s to the 1960s, the median age of the first marriage was just over 20 for women and 22 for men. I could not imagine being 22 and married. I know you were 20 or 21. Yeah, I got married. So I turned 21 and then a week later, no, I turned 22 and then a week later we got married. It's one of those things because like I have talked to a lot of happy people who got married young because they're like, yeah, we struggled together and that's why we're still together. Gag. But there's also <laughs> the people who are like, we didn't get married until we both had careers and we didn't have to struggle. Yeah. You know, yeah. We, we were able to struggle individually and then reap the benefits of having success and then getting married then. Yeah. Either way, divorce rate still 60%. So there's no clear answer to what works, but- I mean, when if it I, works for you. Yeah. When I met him, when I met my ex husband now, but when we started dating or when I met him, I was 21 when I met him and he was 31. Right. You know, so that was that was much different. But um, and I was attracted to that because I met him. He was he born and raised in San Diego and I met him in Provo. And I loved the fact that he was older and I loved that he had his he was an entrepreneur and his career, like there were certain things that you're too young. If, right. if he was 22 and I was 22 and we got married, I can't fucking imagine. We probably would have been divorced in one year. Well, and Seriously. also we've talked about this before, like where your guys's brain and maturity develops faster than men. Like men supposedly don't mature until yeah. they're like 26. Yeah. So if you're 22 and stupid and you're trying to be a good husband and you're trying to run a household, I mean, that's why we see, again, I've talked about this before when I was 20, 22, Two, mm -hmm. I was dating women who were older because they got married at 2022 and the dude they married was still a boy. Yeah. He was a he was a man boy. Yeah. He was still playing video games. He was playing church basketball and <laughs> not taking his role as a husband very seriously. Yeah. And the chick had no time for that. And yep. so once they got through all the whole divorce process, it was okay, let's have fun now, you know? Yeah. But the dudes their age were either married and happy or unmarried and bitter. Yes. So they'd fuck little dudes like me. Oh. I know. <laughs> God bless the MILFs. <laughs> I love it. They just, maybe it was like, you know, they're feeling sorry for you. It was like a charity. Thanks a lot. <laughs> a charity case. A charity case. Yeah. Fucking someone called the Humane Society and put me in a Sarah McLaughlin commercial. Yeah. Will someone please take this little boy home? This little fuck his brains out. <laughs> Love it. We don't have rights to that. I knew you were going to say that. Thank you. We have a theme going on. Yes, we do. All right. So how about this? In the 1970s, there was an upward trend that began. So like we just said, the average age for marriage was 20 for women, 22 for men. As we get closer to 2018, it saw that the average age was 28 for women and 30 for men. Huh. I think that's a good age. I got married, I think, at 27. It was okay. Yeah. You know, at the time, things didn't work out, but yeah. I felt comfortable at 27. And I think that's got a lot of factors. It's got, you know, maturity. It's got uh, financial things, especially now. 
I mean, there's people who are 30 and they're still living like they're 20 because they can't yeah. get a fucking job yeah. that pays the bills. So, yeah, I get it. Mm-hmm. So at the end of the day, Diana, do you think that we need to return to this 50 standards or are we better in this just totally bullshit, fucked up cesspool situation? Um, I, like, I like the 50s. I like some of these for sure. I do. And honestly, I loved being a stay at home mom. I did. I was fucking good at it. You know, I mean, I loved to cook. I loved to clean. I loved to do the laundry, raise the kids like I loved that. There are some women that just don't they can't fucking do it. They have to have a career outside the home. For me, I loved it. I would do it again. I kind of still do it now because I work from home. I run my own company and I'm like getting things going there and I still have the kids. But I like some of these things for sure. There's there's a lot of stuff to like about it. Yeah. But at the same time, you are very, very good about expressing your thoughts and your ideas and your feelings. Mm -hmm. That would be something you'd have to tone the fuck down if you wanted to live this lifestyle. Yes, I would. I'd have to be a mute. Right. Is that worth it? Um. Sometimes I'm good at being just going with it, like just being fluid and kind of going with the flow. Sometimes I'm good at it until I'm not. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't know. I'm not sure how it would work. Interesting. Well, let's go back to this in a few months and see where we're at. Okay. you'll dig this one here we go why is it that a woman will do all kinds of crazy things in the bedroom for one guy but be a complete vanilla prude for another every girl has that side too they've done perverted things in the bedroom before for some guy so you might as well make sure that you're included in that exclusive group my friend one making sure that the frame you have with her is one that makes her want to fully submit to you and two is knowing how to walk a woman through an experience she's never had before and needs time to get comfortable If you want her to basically get on her knees and say, yes, daddy, I'll do whatever you like, then you have to be the kind of guy that makes her want to naturally submit in the bedroom. What do you think about that? Hmm. First of all, why did they bleep out kink? Yeah, why did they bleep out kinky? What the fuck is going on here? Anyway, um, yes. My answer is yes. That you can... Be in a relationship with a dude and not have the same, let's say, sexual flexibility that you would have with other dudes in your past. Yes, 100%. And that's crazy to me because the some of the men that I've been super, super, super vanilla with are the sexiest, hottest, fucking beautiful, gorgeous men. They don't, they didn't provide for me emotionally. Mm. They weren't accountable. Mm-hmm. They were kind of assholes, not understanding, not, yeah. But the guys I haven't been vanilla with, those are the ones that we connect soul to soul. They listen. They offer assistance just with anything, you know, and I'm not talking financially. I'm talking assistance just with like, can I help with the kids? Can I come over and cook you guys dinner? Whatever. I mean, that's hot as fuck. It's like, can you come over and cook dinner while I get shit done for work? Yes. Fuck yes. And that's so hot. That's like, the hottest that's you know when someone wants to essentially put you first for just a minute because i'm not used to that right okay so yeah i totally agree with that it has to be 
there's certain things, someone listens to you, someone is there and available emotionally, someone that's accountable, someone that's apologetic, someone that's empathetic. I mean, all of these beautiful, great qualities, I'm on my knees. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's go. That's really interesting. For me, I mean, I think it just depends on like how the person is wired because, you know, not to get too graphic, I've had relationships that were like borderline BDSM. Yeah. That was fun. But did I want that in every single relationship? No, because like for me, the intimacy of having sex with someone is what's important. It doesn't matter how far you can take it. Right. You know, and if it turns into that one day, which usually that's how it works. It's like all of a sudden someone's like, let's try this. Okay. And then you've discovered something new. To me, that's a lot of fun. Um, I get what he's saying, though, because I think there's a lot of women out there who may have had very kinky borderline BDSM relationships with dudes. And because the sex was so good in that, they expect that the sex needs to be that good every time with every partner Oh yeah. in order for the relationship to mean anything. Yeah. And that's where it does get a little bit tricky because, you know, let's say you had an amazing emotional bond with someone, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the sex is vanilla. Yeah. Every single person, it's going to be different. doesn't matter. Maybe I am just so reserved the fact that like, it's like, pizza you know yeah like even if the sex is bad i still want it and it's yeah it's satisfying i've never had a sexual experience that i was like i will never have sex again the rest of my life because that was i haven't either no i haven't either yeah i I think it's all about expectations where it's like uh for the dudes this is me now this is my sexual practice either get on board or get the fuck out yeah or there's dudes who are just like i just want to be physically intimate with you and it means something it could turn into something later I don't know the female brain, so I can't speak from your experience. But yeah. with the people that I have been with that were more sexually adventurous, for them, it was actually a fucking relief when I'm like, can we just like not do all the bullshit tonight? Because that's such a production. It is. Yeah. And they're like, oh, my God, I mean, we can just have regular sex. Yeah. 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 Who, who said we couldn't? Like, yeah, where's for the sure. rule say that once you hit a certain level, that's just the level you have to operate on. So, yeah. Yeah. But no, I, mean, I agree with that. And so I guess um, for me and maybe even I can challenge our listeners to do this, but I'm so um, I'm so fluid with this stuff. Yeah. Honestly, I kind of adapt to the situation at hand in the moment. Like, whoever it is I'm with, if that's what they're into, I'm always like willing and ready to learn, you know, like I'm intrigued. Yeah. That's so refreshing to hear. And it's great for me because like I said, I've kind of poisoned myself going through all these red pill videos and men matter videos and guru videos where they get these girls on these podcasts that are just like, no, it's how I want it. And blah, blah, blah. I'm the boss. Yeah, no. That is such a small minority of the women that are actually out there. I'm, I yeah. guarantee you, there are a lot more women like you who are just like, hey, I, I am not looking for the grand stud of all studs who's going to fuck me senseless seven times a day. You know, right? No, uh-uh. like it's all about sustainability. That's what's sexy. You know? Yeah. Maybe God. Maybe I need to turn into a fucking love guru and start posting some shit. But honestly, this is my advice. This maybe this is my milf worthy challenge. I don't know, right. but. Take it for what it's worth. Just fucking chill. Chill out. <laughs> like zero expectations. This is the, this is a huge, huge thing for me. Zero expectations all the time. Doesn't matter. Just don't expect anything from anyone, especially 
sexually or intimately in this topic that we're on. Be fluid. If it happens, it happens. Go with the flow with it. Like, Just oh. be grateful you're sharing an intimate moment yeah. with another human because there are so many people out there that don't even have that. Yeah. And it's turning them fucking toxic. And if you don't want to, then just say, I'm not in the mood and fucking move on with your life. If they bring out a box of toys and they're like, I want you to wear this and put your hair up like this and fucking put this red lipstick on. And you're looking at that going, huh, okay. That's interesting. Sure. I'll do it. Let's go. Let's go. See, then fucking it. do it. Just be fluid and go with the flow and don't expect shit. Yeah, so I think that's a good milf worthy challenge. You should definitely try that. But yeah. I really am curious to hear about how our friends experiment went with the grocery shopping thing. Yeah. And I think more people should try it. Like guys or girls, whoever's listening, if you're going out on a date or if it's like something you're doing with your spouse, well, all of a sudden you're just like, you know what? I'm going to pick up the groceries this time. I yeah. love the idea of the DJing with the AirPods. That's such yeah. a brilliant thing. It's so fun. Make it fun. Make the mundane more fun. Do something cool and do something kind of, uh, spontaneous to make the mundane things that we already do. Like yes. laundry, all right? Let's say, okay, next time we do the laundry, I'm going to wear your underwear, you wear mine. You know, yes. just be silly. I, I think yes. silliness I think silliness is underrated. Yeah, playful. Right? Be being playful. playful and being silly, I think that's so important, especially when things are just feeling dull and mundane. And it ha- it's very easy. That happens often, and it's not hard to get to there. All right, so before we record the next podcast, I'm going to give you my panties, and then you give me yours, (laughs) and we'll wear them, because this shit's getting good. I'm kidding, I'm kidding. (laughs) That was another fun episode, Diana. Thank you so much for coming back and doing it. Everyone, I know we keep saying videos coming. I swear it's coming, but it's a lot of work, and we're both busy, very busy people. Yes, especially we are. right now. You are like balls deep in your business, dude. It's nuts. I'm it's balls good deep though. in my shit. So yeah, so it's coming. Just be patient with us. Don't hate us. We love you. We love you. Thank you. Make sure you follow us on the milfandmepod.com and all the different platforms. Please rate, review, subscribe, all that good stuff, and check out our friends in the Deluxe Edition Network. They got great shows too. Yes, they do. Diana, I will see you next week. Love you.